your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DeCefro from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother from TSN's Overdrive and 1050's Leafs Lunch. Hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And before I forget, uh, today's show is sponsored by... Sorry about Primal Origin. Today's show is sponsored by Primal Origin. Um, Primal Origin, got beard, get primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line and beard care products. Use promo code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. That is Prime. PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Get 20% off. All right, uh, once again, I'm Mike DiStefano, and uh, joining me to talk about tonight's absolute ass-kicking the Leafs handed out to the Colorado Avalanche is my good buddy Dave Morissuti. Dave from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Dave, what's happening, buddy? Man, can't believe they went for two on that play, Mike. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) They didn't kick the convert. It wasn't the touchdown the convert. They went for two. They ended up uh, putting up a touchdown plus plus one there. Uh, yeah, eight to three is the final here. The Toronto Maple Leafs over the Avalanche. Toronto now winners of 15 of their last 17 games. They sit alone at the top of the league standings with 35 points. Um, it, it's just incredible what they've been able to do, the run that they are on. I mean, Dave, tonight, another big-time victory by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, clinical at times. Austin Matthews, a hat trick. Um, you know, just your thoughts on tonight as a whole. I mean, this is, I mean, there's really, it's really hard to pick apart, like trying to, you know, think of what went well, because so many things went well for the Leafs tonight. Like they got the balance scoring, you know, when it looked like Colorado was trying to make a push back, they pretty much clamped it down by just scoring more goals. Jack Campbell looked really good again. Like everything that we have seen from the Leafs, pretty much I would say after the Pittsburgh, I'll even say the Pittsburgh game. You're, you, I think the something inside of the Leafs just kicked, and it's been on this. They've been on this stretch for so long. We said what, fifteen of seventeen games? Yeah, that they have won. Like, I don't remember the last time a Leafs team has won fifteen of seventeen games and looked this good. They did well last year. They had stretches where they were dominant, but when you're going up against teams you haven't faced off and haven't looked this is the first time they play Colorado in a long time and they look this dominant uh it's it looks pretty good uh for anybody that's wondering if this Leafs team is actually starting to actually be a team that's for real well what to you like we everyone talks about this stretch I talked about it 
on the on the show yesterday or on Tuesday how I believe that this year is different, and I listed off a whole bunch of reasons. If you guys missed that episode and you're curious about why I believe tonight is different, definitely go check uh, check out Tuesday's episode. But Dave, I'm curious. Do you think that this year is different? Do you believe that we'll have some playoff success? What you're seeing out of this team, what you saw out of them tonight, the way that they beat what is perceived or at least was perceived as a Stanley Cup favorite going into the season. I mean, do you think this is a different team? Is this a team that's that can compete and will compete in the Stanley Cup or, I think, or in the Stanley Cup playoffs rather? I think this season's different because their attitude seems so different, right? You know, it looked like they were going to be folding and, and, you know, the noise was starting to get to them and, it, it and it didn't like you know in past years we've seen it really like cloud over them and they just barely scratch along at times and just get through stretches like you, you look at the way that every line is contributing yeah in some way you know whether offensive or defensive the goaltending even when they bring in joseph wall and we're like oh i don't know about joseph wall he goes three you know three and oh it's, with a shutout with a shutout too, right? And so you're you're seeing a you know a team that you know when it looks like it's going to be a tough outing, their mentality says no, we're a good team. We should be able to get through this pretty easily. And there really haven't been many games where they felt like it's been a slodge, and they like they're really trying. Like it's just really hard for them. It just looks like the the consistency in the way they're playing at both ends of the ice. I mean, John Tavares. I know sometimes when you, you know, it's easy to dumb down things and the players like to do that a lot, but he said like on defense, it's a five man unit. You're seeing a little bit more of that. It's not all like John Tavares laid a big hit on Ranton in the defensive zone. Like you, you weren't seeing that from these guys. They're doing things that you weren't seeing from them. And now they got swagger like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Like they, the body language is pretty clear. Like it they were having fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's going to be a fun night when you're filling the net, and that's exactly what they were doing. Like, eight goals tonight for Toronto. Eight goals. I can't remember the last time that they had a game like that. I mean, you know, for a lot of the season, they were winning games, right, throughout this this 15-game uh, in 17 – or 15-win through 17-game stretch. They've won a lot, but they've been rather tight, and they've played tight games where they've kind of locked it down – and I always said, I, I said, you know what, if they can continue to play this way defensively, the way they haven't tonight, again, they protected the net pretty well, right? Like a couple of those goals were, were on the power play is what it is. Um, but pretty much they protected the net well. They didn't allow a lot. I think there are only nine uh, high danger chances. And, you know, the Colorado Avalanche are the highest scoring team in the league. They came into this game with six or seven goals in five of their last eight games. Like they've been on an absolute tear when it comes to put the puck in the net and Toronto did a really good job to stave them off. So I always said, if they continue to do that and you look at the expected goals that Toronto has, they're the top expected goal scoring team in the league. Yet they were like 24th in scoring for the longest time. And then eventually we started to see those goals start to come. We saw them start to come in LA when they had a big win. And then they came again in, in San Jose and then in Anaheim. And then we see it again here tonight. Those expected goals are turning into actual goals. You know, uh, Austin Matthews, who leads all players in individual expected goals, 
you know, now finally starting to see those go into the back of the net for him, right? He was snake bitten. His shooting percentage was at like three or four percent before that California road trip. Now all of a sudden he's got a four game goal streak and he's got what six, uh, five goals at five on five this year after going 10 straight without one. Like now they're starting to come. So I always said, look, this team, what we saw from them early in this win streak when they're winning games three nothing, three one, two one, that was great. And they show that they can play in these tight hockey games. But now that the chances and the expected goals are turning into actual goals, we're seeing 6-2, Like we're seeing those goals come and we're seeing this offense really start to erupt. And it's coming from everywhere and everyone. Austin Matthews, bunting is starting to score. You've got John Tavares, who had his fourth consecutive multi-point night tonight. He's got 10 points in his last four games. You've got Willie starting to fill the net again. You've got Kerfoot, who's getting points. Engvall's got a couple of goals in the last couple of games. You've got Wayne Simmons scoring. Spets is back scoring goals. You finally got a goal from the back end tonight in Travis Dermott. Everything seems to be going right for this team. It really is, is, is fantastic. And if, if you're a Leafs fan, like this might be the best stretch, this best like month of Maple Leafs hockey that I think you and I have seen seen in our entire lifetime got beard get primal you heard me right got beard get primal if you or someone you care about has a beard it needs to get primal maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils the products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet primal origin oils make bombs oils and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feeling beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rose hip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Not only are the products and dedication to quality top notch, the company was founded for a noble cause. The founder, Stephen's mother, was injured in a car accident, and the company was started to pay for a treatment and recovery most companies focus on fragrance first and that leads to a product that does not feel good on the skin we took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic we all know that every company claims to have the best but primal origin oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used we promise you will see the difference and feel the difference remember the code locked on gets you 20 percent off at primaloriginoils.com use the code locked on at checkout for 20 percent off primaloriginoils.com this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, a built bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in 100% chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, neck carbs, and fats, but high in proteins. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all holiday shoppers or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines built bar can give you that extra something to keep you going so throw one in your jacket or your purse you never know when you're going to need it because it's the season of peace and love don't bring up your favorite built bar flavor at family parties 
People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it, and things could get out of hand. Your friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Bilt Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Bilt Bar into some piping hot cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, we'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand, though. Like some of these marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on the Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate, taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. What it also is, is, you know, you... You watch those games that they were struggling, even struggling to get wins, and you're just like, there's no way that the amount of chances they were getting, and it seems like just sheer bad luck at all. And, and, and they always say, oh, well, no, the puck doesn't bounce, didn't bounce our way. <laughs> I think right now you're starting to see that not only is it bouncing their way, but they're more assertive, where they, and they know where they need to be now. Like John Tavares, there were some goals where he had to get right in those that dirty area. You know, the, Dude, the that, first... guy's, that guy's working for goals this season. Yeah. Like he, and even even Austin Matthews. Like a lot of Matthews' goals, if you look at them, like most of his five on five goals are all scored in tight. And then he finally scored one tonight off the rush on a wrister. It was it was uh, I think the hat trick goal um, at four on four, so it wasn't a five on five goal. But he finally scored a goal off the rush, which is something he hadn't been doing as of late. He's been scoring the greasy rebound goals or greasy goals where he's working in front or he's getting tips. And, you know, th- that is when I, when I remember what was said in the All or Nothing documentary when they talked about wanting to establish those Stanley Cup habits and how rebound goals and, and garbage goals in and around the net are the way you score in the playoffs. That's kind of been the way that this team has been scoring, whether it's Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Michael Bunting, Wayne Simmons. That's the way that they've been scoring. And then tonight, you see a couple of goals from out in the perimeter. You see Matthew score off the rush. You see Engvall score off the rush. Dermott's got a goal from the point. Now you're seeing goals starting to come from all over the ice. And boy, is it ever dangerous if you're not opposing the Maple Leafs. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Austin Matthew shot that we haven't seen in so long. Like That's a good know. sign, man. That is a good sign. This guy's heating up. Like, look, look at Leon. Yeah, like, are you ready? To, are, are you are you ready to say that with me? I'm ready to say that. Look out, Leon. I don't. Need, I'm trying. I I know Leon Drysdale has been absolutely unreal this year. I didn't even know what his like total goals is. He's got he, twenty. He's at twenty. Matthews we know Austin. 15. We know that Austin Matthews is very capable of going on like a five game stretch where he scores ten goals. It's very like, <laughs> I mean, he just scored three tonight. It's very possible. So, yeah, no, I could – I mean, we always know that he's going to be up there with the goals. You know, him, Ovechkin, Dreisaitl. It's – that's good. I mean, and even in his past years, Pasternak was there as well. Yeah, I'm willing to say, you know, Dreisaitl needs to watch his for the goals. I mean, we know Matthews isn't going to get the assist to catch Dreisaitl. But, yeah, I'm willing to say it because, you know, the Leafs are playing with such confidence. And it's not like they're doing it against easy teams either. Like – I think that's probably what what changes it for me too is that they're not looking to feast on the poor teams. It's the teams that are, you know, that give them a hard time in the past. You know, the LAs, 
Anaheim, maybe not so much, but San Jose, we saw what happened earlier in the year. The Western road trip has always somewhat given Toronto fits, and they just went in there in business-like mentality. They took care of business and got the full six points and then came home and laid an ass-beating on the next opponent they saw, which happened to be the Stanley Cup favorite Colorado Avalanche. Now, we've, we've been talking a big game here. We've been talking a huge game here, Dave. Now, to kind of take us down a little bit of a peg, how much can we read into this, though, because of the goalie situation from tonight, right? Their starter, Darcy Kemper, kind of came up lame. Uh, it was in, like, practice today, and they had to go to their backup, Jonas Johansson, with, like, an 805 save percentage tonight and was just flat-out brutal. Like, he's barely an NHL goalie. He couldn't hack it in Buffalo last season when that team couldn't even get a save. And they're like, this guy truly can't get it. I saw a, a tweet from John Vogel, who's a, a Sabres beat reporter. Remember yeah. last year, it started to resurface tonight after the performance last year, when the avalanche traded for him, he said, this is by far the worst goaltender I've ever seen covering this team in the 11 years that I have. He can't st- stop pucks in practice, let alone games. Awful pickup for the avalanche. And, of course, because of tonight's, uh, tonight's performance, that tweet started to surface again. But, you know, that, that's why I ask, you know, how much should we not look into this and look into this big-time goal outburst maybe as much on surface because of kind of the, the goal-tending issue that, that kind of went down earlier today in, in Colorado? Well, at the same time, I mean, the Leafs have gone against, like, superstar goaltending performances and have found ways to win as well. But, yeah, I mean, some of the goals that went in, I think a better goaltender will stop stop a good chance, a good most of them. But I mean, that, at- Pierre, that Pierre Engvall goal, right? Like like that that eighth goal of the game, which, I mean, you've already given up seven. He probably is just already thinking, let's just get, at, let's get through this game so I can get on the plane and get out of here. But um, that goal was just a seeing eye shot off uh, off the rush and something that just went, you know, above his pad. He just didn't really have it, didn't see it well, I guess. Was that a position a bit? Um, like a goal like that, you know, like a regular goalie probably makes that save. You know, like an, an average goaltender makes that save. I think even the Dermot goal, that's one, uh, you know, like went off his glove, kind of caught him there. But, you know, like, but here's the thing as well. Like Colorado didn't do the goaltender any favors. The first Matthews goal. Who leaves Austin Matthews alone in front of the net? <laughs> Dude. And not just alone in front of the net. He had time to do a whole spin our am out of score that goal. Well, dipsy dangle. Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that for a second? It, did it not look like he was going to try and put that between his legs? Yeah, and I, I, I thought that's what he did initially. I same because he moved his leg as if he went to do that, and maybe that was by design to throw off Johansson to think like maybe I have an extra second, and then he pops it over his shoulder. I mean, that very well could have been what he was doing because he's that you know genius of a goal scorer. But I did think he was going to do that. But like to your credit, how the hell do you leave Austin Matthews, the most lethal goal scorer in the sport of hockey right now, all alone in front of the net? With no one in sight, no one was in the frame, Dave, let alone in sight. No one was in the frame, man. It was brutal. How does that happen? How do you have such a, a defensive breakdown like that? And it's not even like it was on the power play. It was at five on five. There was five avalanche players out on the ice, and not one of them was on Austin freaking Matthews. Like, that's just brutal. I'm sure Jared Bednar 
was so so angry in the first intermission after yeah. uh, after that goal. He must have just led into him because I mean I, the. The abs came out hard in the second period. Like they scored that goal late in the first, right? With 1.2 seconds left, made it three, one, um, whether or not you think that maybe was a bit of a momentum swing in a way, but I don't know, but the abs came out hard in the second period and Jack Campbell had to make some big time stops. Um, whether it was, you know, Sammy Gerrard had an opportunity, McKinnon had a chance, Kadri, like there was a few guys out there that had some really good chances to score and Jack Campbell was huge. They did eventually end up scoring a goal, but then Dermott responded quickly by making it 4-2, and uh, it was kind of over from there. But he really did have to stand on his head for the first probably eight minutes of that second period where the avalanche just kind of came with an avalanche of chances, shift after shift. But when the defensive breakdown happens from the Maple Leafs, they're getting the goaltending. I think that's kind of the, the difference from this year in past years with Freddie Anderson in net. Sometimes when that defensive breakdown happens, Freddie wasn't there to make the big save. Where this season, it seems like Jack is, and that's why they're able to move past that until they figure their thing, figure, figure it out, and then they get back on the attack and control the rest of the game, which is exactly what happened tonight. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I think that's probably the, the other thing that I've seen from the Leafs is that they get a lead, and they have a goalie that can, you know, that's focused and says, you know what, I'm not going to be the reason why we lose this lead, right? They're 13-0 and when leading after two this season. Yeah, like that's, I mean, how many times have we, like the Leafs generally in the past were, were pretty decent with the lead going into the third period. But it's also, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not going up 5-1, allowing a couple of stinkers and you know, winning maybe 5-3, Maybe that team scratches and gets five four. This is we're up five one. That that game is ending five one six one. I mean, we saw it tonight. It ended eight three. Yeah. So, yeah, I think like really, it's it's a matter of you know a team as soon as they're down like that, you know, a couple goals, they know that if they get one, they're like, okay, we can get back into this, like it did with the Kadri goal. And then what happens? Yeah, the D- Dermis scores and and Campbell really stood his ground and say, okay, we're going to weather the storm because they can't continue this forever. They can't be – Colorado was relentless, but that can only last for so long because then the guys are just like, we just can't get it. We're, nothing is going for us. And then the kind of shut down a bit there. Uh, let's get to our three stars of the game here, Dave. We'll let you start with uh, with your third star. Actually, before we do, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march toward the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED on to receive your bonus from basketball to football nhl boxing ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online it's where the game starts and uh dave i will tell you i did make a couple of wagers over at bet online earlier today about this game <laughs> Let me tell you, thank you very much, Bet Online. Thank you so much for giving me some some money tonight because I took the Leafs on the money line. I took the over, which was at six. They almost 
nearly doubled that. Leaves did it on their own. So <laughs> they did it on their own. Uh, I took Matthews to score a goal, and I took Nazem Kadri at plus two twenty-five to score a goal for the first time against uh, his former team. He scored two tonight. Scored twice uh, tonight. Uh, one of those was kind of a, a weird goal, but <laughs> which were like Nachushkin kind of hit Kadri's stick into the net. But hey. They don't ask how. They just ask how many. And uh, the answer is how many did I get correct? I went four for four on my bets today, Dave. Four for four on my bets in today's game. I feel pretty good about it. And, uh, yeah, for you know, I often give betting uh, advice. It's not gospel, but it's some advice, places that I, I, I lean on this uh, on this podcast. I, I usually typically will give it when I do pregame shows. So. You know, make sure you're subscribed here to Locked On Leafs uh, each and every day. Make us part of your daily routine. Make us your first listen of the day. It is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast with myself, Mike DiStefano, and uh, commonly have friends of the show, such as Dave Morissuti. He's here joining us today. Um, Maple Leafs with a massive 8-3 drubbing over the Colorado Avalanche. Let's get to our three stars of tonight's game. Dave, you are the guest. You start. Who's your third star? I'm just going to say, for betting purposes going forward, if there is a former Leaf playing against the Leafs, bet the goal. Otter, they're going to score or get a point because sometimes there's that as well. Put a, put a few bucks on it. It's going to do pretty well for you. Um, you know what? I, I am going to give Nassim Kadri a little bit of love because even though his team was god-awful, he was probably the only one that, out of the, all those, you know, superstar forwards on that Colorado Avalanche team, he's the only one that kept the sh- uh, kept things going for himself. He had two goals, five shots on goal, and four hits. You know, he was he he knew this was a big game for himself. You know, there was a bit of hype going into this game. You know, is he going to be in the Team Canada conversation? So I, I I'm going to give Nazan Kadri a little bit of love because I think you know even though his team was terrible. <laughs> he had some pretty nice goals. He was in the dirty areas. So we'll give him a little bit of love there. Let's see what is on ice uh, a quarter, like his course he was tonight. Cause I, he found himself in his own end quite a bit. And he, I know he was a dash three on the game, had a 43 course tonight, but you do score two goals uh, in a game and you return to Toronto and a guy who's got uh, what? 29 points now on the season. Like, yeah, we, we can definitely give him third star. And, hey, I kind of miss Nazem Kadri inside the Scotiabank Arena. So it was nice to see him score. I believe also with the two goals tonight, he reached the 200-goal plateau. Yeah. Um, so kind of cool that he reached that milestone here in front of the Toronto Faithful uh, team in which he scored a lot of his goals in his career. Um, I like that. I like you you giving some love uh, to, to Nazem Kadri. I think it's well-deserved. Um, I've, I've got three Maple Leafs on mine. I mean, the score was 8-3, Dave. Pretty lopsided. Pretty lopsided. So my third star, though, um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm giving it to, uh, to Will Nylander. I, I thought Nylander had a, a great game as well. And one of the best – when Nylander's playing well, he's shooting the puck. When you notice him shooting a lot more, you know he's playing with that swagger, with that confidence, and he's going to have a good game. Because when he's shooting well, it means that he's actually playing at all areas of the ice. You know, he's back-checking, he's he's forechecking, he's back-checking. Finished with a plus four on the night. So on the ice for four goals. 
for Bill Nye, the hockey guy. But, you know, a goal and an assist tonight, six shots on goal, and I just felt that he was really good off the puck, which is something that he's been challenged a lot more too by by uh, by Sheldon Keefe. And as a line, I thought that that, that line, Tavares, uh, uh, Nylander, and uh, Kerfoot were just fantastic all night long. So uh, give him some love to, to Bill Nye, the wrist shot guy, who did have a beauty wrist shot to open the scoring tonight and, and started the avalanche of goals against Colorado. Uh, your second star. My second star, you know, this is so tough, but um, I'm going to give it to John Tavares. Uh, I mean, Same, it, by the way. The tough part, it was just picking which one between him and Matthew is going to be the first star. Because like, Tavares, right off the hop, Wait, setting what, up Nylander. Pardon? How the hell are you debating that? <laughs> well, Please, because, explain. Go on, explain. Because Tavares got it going. He set up Nylander. For, I mean, if so the reason why he's my second star is because Austin Matthews scored the hat trick. <laughs> if Matthews didn't get the hat trick, I was going to go Tavares' way because he got it started with that first goal with Nylander. That doesn't happen. Second game, actually, this is a set, another game where he finds Nylander and Nylander is able to go in alone to get a goal. Like second game in a row. Yeah. I think Nylander has got a goal in three straight too. Yeah. Uh, I know he's Tavares, Tavares has consecutive goals in four straight consecutive four consecutive multi-point games as well. Like the big boys are just getting it done, man. Everyone's getting it done. Everyone's getting it done, but the big boys specifically, are really, really playing well, not just on the offensive side, but, you know, like I said, on the defensive side too. And and John Tavares, you know, what he's been able to do in the face-off dot as well, you know, oh, yeah. over the course of the season. And even tonight, the Maple Leafs, 65% in the face-off dot. They were, they were a fantastic. Um, let me see how many he won tonight. But I'm sure it was a, a, a lot because, yeah, he had 11 face-offs uh, wins tonight. So, you know, JT – getting it done. And when, when this team wins face-offs, that's how they drive possession. And that's this team's identity. That's how they want to win games. They want to hold on to the puck as much as they possibly can in the offensive zone, preferably. But as long as they have the puck, that means the opposition don't. And the best way to do that is to win the draw. And, and they've been extremely good at that this season. Uh, I also had John Tavares as my second as well. Finished with a goal, two assists, three-point night. A um, couple of shots on goal. Funny enough, only played 15 minutes tonight. Only 15 minutes, and he was that impressive in his short 15 minutes in the game. Kind of surprising. But, you know, when you get a game like that, he played less ice time than Pierre Engvall tonight. <laughs> less ice time than Pierre Engvall. Unbelievable. But that's the beauty of a blowout, right? You can kind of rest those guys in the third period and, and, and give minutes to some guys lower down in the lineup and, and rest up your stars. So that, that's kind of the beauty of a blowout. I wish, wish we saw Nick Ritchie get more uh, double, triple shifts in the third period there, try to get him his first of the year, but that didn't happen. He came close. He came, he I came think close. it was after the Engvall goal. Yeah, he, he did. And alone, I thought he was going to score. He did come close. And even like Johansson was really awkwardly saved it too. Really awkward. I, he's got to score soon, man. He's over under. Does he score in the next three games? So I think it's Minnesota next. I'm gonna say no in Minnesota. I'll, I'll, you know what? Against the Jets, that's a that's a game where I, I that's a Nick Ritchie type game. You know, a team that let's got a little bit of snarl to them. Maybe you know, good good chance. I think if he continues to do what he's doing, 
He's got a fourth line that's got confidence. Simmer is on a four-game point streak. I, I, I like the I like the chances there. You know, he's uh you don't want Nick Rich on the fourth line based on what you're paying, but at the same time with the way the, the team is playing, you're gonna take the wins uh right now. I don't know how Nick Ritchie showed up in our three stars of the game conversation, but that gotcha. just happened. That that's a tangent that definitely just went down. Um to get back to the stars of the game, because the number one star clear cut absolutely obvious is is Austin Matthews like the guy was just a phenom um you know scored a couple of nice goals in tight and then scored off the rush beautiful wrister and I think that's a good sign man that's a sign that he's heating up and 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 these goals are about to burst at eight shots in total tonight eight shots on goal um in just uh, under 18 minutes of play and he had 12 face-off wins tonight as well so, um, you know, Austin Matthews was, was exceptional again tonight. And honestly, I'm going to say it's because he doesn't have the mustache anymore. So I think, uh, I think the stash has to, has to stay away. I think it has to. Mike, you and I both have stashes. We have beards. Different. Is it, <laughs> I was going to say, is that the, I guess that's the difference. We have beards. Yes. So we're, we're, we're keeping them, even though we just saw what Poppy just did. Hey, can't even I call can't call Poppy anymore without the stash. I just like, I don't know. The, the Poppy and the stash kind of go together. Yeah, now, so, he's, now he's back to tone. <laughs> you know what? Uh, if you if he cuts his hair, he's gonna go right back to looking like he did when he first came into the league. Like, <laughs> he looked weird though. Like he did look weird. He does look weird without the stash. Like all kidding aside, he's he's gonna grow back. But um, he raised like almost one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Eh, it was like one hundred forty-seven. I think was the final number that he ended up raising. Like, that's fantastic. And his number was, uh, his goal was 134. If he eclipsed $134,000 for November, then he was going to shave off the stash. He got to 147. So he beat that number by 13,000. And uh, off with the mo it came and a barrage of goals, a hat trick on day one without the stash. So, you know, I, uh, hockey players are very super, superstitious. I would be curious to hear if uh, if he believes if he uh, if he should keep it keep it clean shaven just a little bit longer just a little bit to see if he can keep this hot streak going. Yeah, no, it's but and somebody somebody tweeted out. Uh, nice that the least rookie got a got a hat trick tonight because <laughs> he kind of looked like a rookie with the long hair and the clean shave. Hey man, the guy has never scored four goals with a mustache, but he did it clean shaven in his first game in the NHL. Just saying, it, it worked. Saying. I'm just it, saying, it worked. And you know, you know, as soon as he starts growing, his teammates are gonna get on him about it. it oh, 100 percent. Like he goes two, three games without scoring a goal, and they're gonna be like, "Bro, you gotta shave." Like you, you gotta shave. Uh, you gotta shave it. That's when you do start scoring again. It's clearly holding you back. The fur on your face. You gotta shave it. If you if you get him or any of his teammates on Leafs lunch, you have to bring that up. Oh, I'm giving you, one. I'm giving you. I'm giving you radio gold right now, dude. One thousand percent. You act like I wouldn't have thought of that. I brought it up. What are you saying? You're giving me. I brought it up. What are you talking about here? Come on now. Come on. Um, yeah, so, so those are three stars of the game. Austin Matthews had himself a heck of a heck of a game. It's been a heck of a stretch for him goals and four straight too, um, which is hilarious. Remember when we were complaining that Austin Matthews wasn't scoring and then we were complaining, yeah, but he's scoring, but he's not scoring at five on five 
Well, now he's got four straight games where he scored at five on five. Um, he's got six goals at five on five, I believe. The guy's a machine right now. And uh, look out, Leon, is all I have to say about that. Uh, really quickly, a couple other little newsy items that we should probably uh, let you all know about. Um, Andre Kasha was placed on retroactive IR today, um, I believe from last Thursday. Uh, and uh, they did that because they had to call up Michael Hutchinson because Joseph Wall has a little bit of a minor injury, tweaked uh, something in practice yesterday. I guess he was a little stiff, according to Coach Sheldon Keith. Um, it's unknown if he's going to play in one of the back-to-backs this weekend. If he's not ready to go, um, it'll be Hutchinson, I guess, who will start one of these games. Uh, but um, Peter Morazic is back in practice, and the original thought was, oh, Morazic will probably be back for one of these games, right? Guess not. Uh, Sheldon Keefe said yesterday in practice that Morazic will have a conditioning stint to play one of the games uh, with the Marlies this weekend. They got a back-to-back uh, with the Marlies, so he'll play one of those games. Although I wonder if this wall injury changes the course of action there. Like if Wall can't go, you know, would you rather go with a, a cold Morazic or a brutal Hutchinson? I was gonna say, uh, you know what? It would it would be very intriguing how this version of the Leafs plays with Hutchinson in that. Yeah, I don't know if you want to take that gamble and that chance, but. Um, I think the last thing they want to do with with Morazic is have him just go down again. Like it, groin injuries are so finicky. Yeah, but he, he's going to play he, in the in the in the AHL. It's not like they're not playing him. Well, they, but the thing is, is if he plays in the AHL, he might not play the full game because we've seen. That's I true. think with, I think Freddie when he did his conditioning said I don't think he played that full game. Yeah, I think he played sure. two periods. Or something. Yeah, he played. He like they can they can kind of work work it in a certain way, but. Yeah, you're also going into a you know a back-to-back situation where, uh, you know what, Morazic. A lot of people are are doubting him right now. This would be a good opportunity to put him in front of a team that's playing really well, you know. So I, I yeah, I don't know if we, we don't really know what Joseph Wall's status is as well going forward. So yeah, I think you'll we'll figure. They have some time to figure it out. Um. Well, they don't play till Saturday. So, like, yeah. it, it's weird. There's not a lot of hockey to be played in the, in the last week. Like, they played Sunday, they played tonight on Wednesday, and then they don't play again until Saturday. So, quite a, a light hockey week, Monday through Friday, for the Maple Leafs. Um, so, you know, there's time for them to kind of rest up. They have an off day tomorrow, the first off day in quite some time, actually, I think since they got to, to California. So, they're going to have an off day tomorrow to kind of rest up, do whatever they want, get their minds uh, off hockey for a little bit. And then hopefully come back Friday prepared, ready to get going and uh, get ready to go for the back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. Should be a fun, fun couple of games. But uh, last little piece of information, little piece of, of news that came across the ticker today, Jack Campbell earning second star honors in the NHL. Dave. Snubbed. Snubbed for first star. Should have been first. Should have been first star. Absolutely. Dave, you are part of the NHLPA. Is it the PA that makes these decisions? Uh, no, it's the NHL that does it. Oh, right. I don't know why I thought that was. I thought maybe if that was the Writers Association who made it. But um, Jack Cable, 9-2, and two, a 9.59 save percentage, a 132 goals against, and three shutouts. Those were his statistics in the month of November. Wow. There, there have been some really good goaltending performances this year, but, like, <laughs> when, like, like Jack Campbell – 
it's honest question, Dave, honest question. And maybe you, you may not even be able to answer this because you are so like localized here in Toronto, but like what Jack Campbell is doing, is this not the most underrated storyline in the NHL right now? Oh, uh, you know what? It, it probably is because, you know, we see what Jakob Markstrom was doing out in Calgary, the shutout streaks there. Uh, Tristan Jari has actually been really good for Pittsburgh. Like, there's been so many goaltending, good goaltending performances. I know the Leafs are such a big thing, and they get out. At, like, everyone's talking about the Leafs usually. But, yeah, I, I, I think, like, Campbell's been – like, everyone's saying Campbell's good. But I don't think good is the right is the right way to describe it. He's been flat-out dominant. You know, people are saying, ah, has he played his way into the conversation for – this is, the, I think, the one that really gets – I think that shows maybe he's not being appreciated enough. Is he getting into the conversation for Team USA? What do you mean, is he get? He should be a lock. I would be starting him game one. Like, come on. Well, I, I, I don't know if I'm that far. I don't know if are, I'm that far. Are you saying Hellebuck is getting the start? Or John Gibson. Or John Gibson. Like, they've got two quality, quality goalies. I think the only real uh, toss-up is between Campbell and Thatcher Demko uh, out in Vancouver, who's also Demko's having a decent really season. Good on a bad team, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I think those are the two, the toss-up there for the third goalie. Um, if Campbell does keeps doing this all season, there's absolutely no way you can't take him to the Olympics. I'm also increasingly getting worried that players, the NHLers, even go to the Olympics. Um, yeah. Like, on Leafs Lunch, I, uh, we had Darren Dreger on the show yesterday. He's at 60-40 that they don't. Even Elliot Freeman in, 32, in his 32 Thoughts blog is like this – it's not even the situation like with China and Beijing and you know the variants come up. The NHL is dealing with COVID stuff right now, like and they want to do the All Star game, like they're hell bent on doing. Like for yeah. for that for what I I feel like the All Star game is like the first priority before the Olympics. I think. Well, and I, I brought, don't want to play, and I they don't want the- games. Yeah, they, they certainly don't want to. And, and I brought this up before. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on it. Um, and this will this this will be the last little conversation we have before we sign off here, going a little bit long. But um, I brought this up. I wonder if NHLers who who do want to go to the Olympics and they do get the Olympic sign off, do you think at some point it could get to, or do you think it could get to a point where they opt for the one game suspension? and just avoid the all-star game, avoid Vegas for the all-star break and uh, just focus on the Olympics for that weekend. I don't know. I, I, I feel like owners, like it's all, you know, the owners really have a say about the Olympics too, right? Like, do they? Yeah. But I mean, they can, like some players can opt to take the one game suspension and miss out on the all-star game. It's not, the first time it's happened, like sit no, a lot of them do always that. do it. Right. This one's also in Vegas. Like players, players like to do like Vegas is a nice one. To yeah. Go but to. they're not doing anything. Like they're, they're locking it down. It's basically going to be in a bubble. Yeah, I know. In like the NHLPA is pushing for harder restrictions for, uh, for the Vegas trip. Like I, this isn't a regular Vegas trip either, which makes it even more, you know, kind of sucky for players if they go. 
So not going to be able to do the classic, you know, going to the bars in between and socialize and go out and have a, have a night with the boys like that. I don't think that's going to happen if they go to Vegas for the all-star game, it's going to be like being in the bubble, probably just end up being back up in their hotel. And then they're going to have to come back out and, and play a hockey game or do the skills competition. It sounds that way, at least that there's going to be some really tight restrictions. The NHLers, the PA is, is asking for the tight restrictions like, that's why I think it's getting really weird. Yeah, but we know that, uh, yeah, we know that the Olympics is top on the, on the NHL, like the, the players' priority. Right. And we know that Gary Bettman has kind of been like, well, we're not, we, we can pull the shoot if we really want to. So it's so hard for the players to win these things. They can opt out, yes, of the All Star game and all that stuff. But the, the, the NHL owners always seem to get not always get their way, but they find a way. They always find a way to say, okay, with, with the players to figure out a compromise. Like, yeah, let's not forget that COVID is still really prevalent. Well, and now you got this new Omicron variant. Yeah. Like, it sounds like a transformer. <laughs> Omicron. Decepticons every time. Uh. Can't have any fun. But like you look at look at like the teams, the teams that are getting hit right now. How hard like the Islanders and Senators situations? I think really threw the NHL into a really tough spot because yeah. they didn't I work. I think we're a December postponement away from the NHLs being forced to pull shoot. Like for them to to finally have a reason to do it because you know they want to like Bettman and the owners, they don't want to pause the season, but they promised the players that they would do everything they could to allow them to go. But, you know, after the Sens and the Islanders, if we get another stoppage, I think, in the month of December, I really do think that'll be the final nail in the coffin, almost like a three strikes and we're out type of rule. Yeah, no, I think, no, I think, yeah, because they tried really hard to not postpone the Islanders and Sens games. Yeah. But it just got to the point where it's like, we, we got no players, eight players. Literally the Islanders were out before they postponed games. Like 13 were out in, in Ottawa. Yeah. With either COVID or injury. And then, you know, Boston, when they were talking about uh, with Bruce Cassidy being out, but they're like, and like, we can't even call players up from Providence because of the situation they're dealing with COVID. Like it's, it's pretty tough. Uh, you know, it was, people are still aren't, you know, closing shop on the Olympics. They're still doing their Olympic projections. They're still talking about, you know, Jack is Jack Hamill going to be on team USA. Like they're, they're, they're not trying to, they're trying to keep that hope alive, but I think you're right in that. And I, I guarantee we're going to have another team that's going to deal with a, a COVID situation. Yeah, well, Detroit. Yeah. Detroit just had Tyler Bertuzzi, who we know is not vaccinated. He's he's out for ten. Uh, I think. Can 10 I days. can I share? And I apologize if this offends anyone listening, but can I share an unpopular sure. comments and opinion about that? I see a lot of people flexing, and they're like, "Oh, if only he would have got the jab." Do you know how many people around the NHL do have the jab and still landed in COVID-19 protocol and yeah. tested positive for COVID-19? It's really not that big of a flex. I mean, it was bound to happen. It's happened to many people who got the jab too. So it's not like it would have stopped him from getting it. 
if anything, like the fact that it took him this long means that the strict enforcement that he is under, maybe that's, that's actually was helpful yeah. for him to keep him clean for this long. I've seen quite a few people who are, yeah, who are dunking on, on Bertuzzi, you know, but so vaccination doesn't stop you from testing positive. What it does yeah. is keeps you from going, getting bad symptoms, going to the hospital. And in the NHL's eyes, you test positive, there's a better chance you can come back after a shorter window than if you're unvaccinated and you have to be out a little bit longer. And just to kind of cap this all off as well, when it comes to um, – it's not just the vaccination. It's how you follow the protocols of wearing a mask and all these other things. And I, a lot of people who are vaccinated are getting very lax about it right now. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, you see, you see the numbers going up all around the world, not just in hockey, but all around the world. It's, uh, it's, it's a scary thing, man. Thought we were almost out of it, but here we are. It's almost 2022, and we still got the same, uh, same COVID issues that we had back in 2020. It's, it's man, ah, it sucks. Absolutely sucks. But at least, uh, at least the Maple Leafs are rolling right now. <laughs> I guess as we put a little bow on this one, uh, again, an 8-3 win over the Colorado Avalanche. A massive, massive victory. Um, Dave, thank you so much for joining today, buddy. Thank you for having me. Uh, that's new for us here today in the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast uh, to Locked On Leafs to receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. And follow Dave at D underscore Morisuti. Uh, Dave, got any uh, any work coming out soon? I'm in as a, as a good Canadian. I'm full out Grey Cup mode right now. Oh, you going to be at the I game on Sunday? I'm going to be at the game on Sunday, and I've been confirmed to be in the hammer on Grey Cup Sunday. Oh. So I will be, I will be at both. Attaboy. Uh, be, be at both with Sportsnet. So, yeah. Right now, great CFL still has me going strong right now. Once that's done, we're going to be pumping up. I think uh, World Juniors will be next for me. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, I've got some World Juniors takes that I'll be doing on the podcast in, in, in just a little bit. The roster, camp roster just got announced. Brent Clark not being on that list is very, very curious. Maybe I'll save that for tomorrow's show, though. So make sure that you subscribe to Locked on Leafs. Um, tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that and about what else is going on in the NHL. Uh, once again, Dave, thank you so much. You've been listening to Locked on Leafs. Catch you back here tomorrow. Until then. Uh, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leaves.